everyone you are listening to the laughing masia podcast episode number 2 so in this episode i will be sharing some of my tales from my recent trip to mumbai the moment you land in mumbai st2 international terminal one has a few mixed emotions really now the government has definitely spent a bomb building it and it's undoubtedly the best terminal i've seen till date it's filled with a lot of art pieces so as an indian you are filled with a lot of pride indeed so every few meters you have a new display totally uh you know something of the ashokan empire something of the harappan civilization the moguls and so on now while leaving the airport you are filled with a lot of patriotism and it's really at an all time high and just when you venture out of the airport and you witness mumbai's traffic your response immediately shifts to fuck that shit i'm taking the next flight to dubai So walking through the airport feels more like you know you're going literally through your own history textbook. And uh, back in my school days like any true Indian during history class we were emphasized that we should be mugging the dates well. It didn't matter if you knew the historic importance of an event or not till the time you knew the dates well. For example I do remember clearly the first battle of Panipat was fought on 21st April 1526 between Babur and Ibrahim Lodi and I so did not use google for that seriously don't judge me why they fought it i have no clue was it because babur ran away with ibrahim lodi's wife or did lodi gift expired chocolates to babur or need i simply don't know and i never will A stable Wi-Fi connection is nothing short of a luxury in Mumbai. So it did conk off for multiple hours during different times of the day. In a sense, it truly embodies the spirit of India, which is that things simply can't go right for a long span of time. So if something does go right for too long, there's definitely something fishy. Like if my electricity conks off for just a few minutes and it covers back, I would be thoroughly disappointed. and will start feeling anxious as to why did it not take a few hours at least to revive as indians we are not quite comfortable with the idea of the world being a perfect place some shit has to break loose now when a wifi connection goes down in a first world country there are mainly a few specific reasons for it like uh, you know some signal issue or that your laptop settings need to be changed but this is not just how bombay works now as a nation we have innovative solutions but our problems are equally innovative so the wifi technician after checking up my connections he came to the conclusion that a rat bit the main wire at the ground floor in the wire room and this happened multiple times and his response was usually the same it was always the same culprit it's like all the rats in the area were gunning for my wifi cable only I was just one rat away from losing connection without a world. So as a nation if we really need to accomplish the government's digital india's mission we don't really need more IT infrastructure or you know form technical advisory committees. The need of the hour is simple. All we need is a rat vigilante. Just good rats fighting the bad ones. I would be so delighted to see it being converted into a hollywood blockbuster.
Now, while driving through Bombay, one often finds this line saying, uh, Jesus loves you, which is spray painted at random public spots. Now, people who have visited any major temples in India must be aware of the fact that uh, there's this fast track pass which you can buy, which basically gives you a privilege of a faster pilgrimage session compared to other devotees who have to wait for hours in lines. So I have recently developed this new urge to spray paint below that line so it will read as Jesus loves you and Ganesha not so much or alternatively spray paint new lines itself like uh, Ganesha loves you but the fast track pass holders a bit more. So I happened to dine at a restaurant called Rajdhani in Mumbai which uh, basically serves a fusion of Gujarati and Rajasthani food in a sumptuous thali or rather an unlimited meal. So for those of you who have had Gujarati food um, in the past, you would be aware that it's very sweet, which pretty much explains why Gujarat has India's highest diabetes levels. So during the meal, they were serving sweet dishes too. One of the sweet dishes was jalebi, which is basically a crisp Indian sweet. Being fat or healthy as we Punjabis like to camouflage it, I couldn't quite resist it. After I had had already three jalebis, the waiter was giving refills for it and asked me if I wanted more. Now, here is where I try to play my cards right and pretty much fail always. So, you're often in social gatherings where you like something really bad. And you still want to give an impression to the other person that it's just normal and you don't have any major inclination for it. So I smiled subtly and indicated to the waiter that uh, one more jalebi would do. And he obediently put it on my plate. Now I don't know if this was his inherent hospitable nature or uh, was he judging my weight. But he persisted that I have one more jalebi and I sheepishly agreed. Uh, now, this is the point where your internal guilt conscious hits you while gobbling down uh, your worth of calories and you think it's high time to lose weight. So basically, no amount of exercise videos or uh, motivational talk or anything under the sun could do what this waiter simply did. At the restaurant exit, uh, you had this Indian rum kind of small instrument uh, with a wooden hammer next to it. So if you liked the service and wanted to appreciate it, you were supposed to bang the drum with the hammer. It's like uh, the bell they have at many Pizza Hut outlets. While at a fundamental level, I was quite fine with the concept, but what I wasn't okay with, uh, what really happens after it. So once you bang the drum, the waiters are supposed to shout a Gujarati term called Aujo, which basically translates to come again. So as soon as you hit the drum, you have 15 waiters shouting back at you, Aujo, in a uh, not so hospitable voice. And that's the moment you realize that uh, they have been judging you all this while. And in your head, you're wondering, was it the extra rice I took or was it the papads? You're kind of confused. The way they say it, it feels um, that they are channelizing the collective anger at you which is always a good thing for any restaurant to have for its customers. So after that, you know, you pick up the last few shreds of your own self-respect and um, you do what everyone does, leave the restaurant. There's nothing much to do. 
now time for some fan mail i got a mail from sahil who lives in new york so uh, firstly thanks for listening to my show and uh, i really hope i can do justice to your query so sahil has asked me my views about the startup scene in india and what are my thoughts on it uh now you see india has uh, become a hotspot for startup nowadays and the government has launched various initiatives to promote it which makes sense considering that as a nation we have been robbed by multiple foreign invaders before our independence so it's but fair that we open more and more startups and drain the money of foreign vcs with this in mind i would like to propose two new ideas uh, which i believe have a lot of potential or other the lack of it so there's this new indian startup called oyo rooms which is basically a network of budget hotels across the nation so while traveling on mumbai's roads i've spotted some of the shadiest hotels with dilapidated structures bearing an oyo room signboard so you know the building will fall any moment and its residents are just moments away from death but it still has an oyo room signboard so taking the idea forward i'd like to launch a new startup called koyo uh which basically stands for kurup oyo and the word kurup means ugly now for this i plan to target a rather niche market which is the current customers of oyo rooms who are still not quite satisfied with their hotel's ugliness so our key usp would be providing customers rooms uglier than oyo rooms at much cheaper rates now this is what you really call a bargain Moving on, uh, visiting Mumbai during the monsoon season can be rather traumatic indeed. During the whole day, the rain is erratic and it pours heavily when it does. So one needs to be rather cautious while venturing out on the roads because while walking, you need to keep looking down to avoid the potholes. And just when you are starting to get a hang of it, uh, you'll get hit by a car because clearly you haven't been looking ahead of you. You were looking below. But But uh, then again, that's what Bombay is all about—saving your ass, both literally and figuratively, at all times. Now, like most people, uh, many people forget to carry an umbrella with them during the monsoon season, which is why I propose an Uber for umbrellas. So, in case you have an umbrella and. like any successful entrepreneur value money over elevating human misery this app is perfect for your morally degraded self this app will trace your gps coordinates and connect the people who have umbrellas to the ones which don't so after sharing the umbrella both people can rate each other like um, what happens in the uber app so you can also leave encouraging comments like uh, Prakash was chatty during my commute, and his Pikachu umbrella was a bit disturbing for my eye. But he was very far-sighted indeed, and uh, thanks to the walking route he took, he pretty much ensured that I missed no potholes on my way home. That's all for this week. Hope you had a good time listening. This podcast is now available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, and iTunes. just search uh, the term the lafimasia podcast and hopefully you'll find it and uh, do make sure that you subscribe to it and uh, leave your comments below or write in to me at 
tlmblog at hotmail.com for anything else you'd like me to speak about. And uh, that's it for now. See you next week. Adios.